0: Okay,
1: so <laughs> let's move seamlessly now.
2: Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some
0: gravity-free M O L M
2: M. feels impossible? I'll
0: take it. No, that's true. Don't look at it. Up. <laughs> Don't
2: look at That up. is made for undiscerning days.
1: I'll just auto-tune that. Put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. <laughs> <Jeez>. All right. <laughs> Six hours
2: later. <laughs> Y'all don't got That's <laughs> exactly. uh, nope, nope.
1: No. No. Uh, <sighs> uh, <da>, <laughs> Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that always chooses the chunkiest pixels as possible. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Helms, and with me as always is the person who had to painstakingly explain what Twitter was to me about 12, 13 years ago. And after about ten minutes of what I can only guess was very exhausting conversation and just kind of like talking to a Just a wall, basically, of not understanding what Twitter was. Uh, Definitely did not succeed in her endeavor. Corgan Vaughn, how's it going?
2: (laughs) It's the emotional labor that really typifies our relationship.
1: It's so true. So, and I was thinking about your
2: lights changing color. They are. Yeah. I thought my brain like short circuited for a second because I was like, it looks different back there than it did a second ago, and then I like blinked and it looked different again. It looks great, Ben. Thank you. It's also gonna distract me we're gonna have to
1: post video of this now right now it's in leisure mode oh oh yeah i'll show you party mode later it's pretty crazy oh
2: yeah yeah
1: exactly i got a little strobe light on my phone and we dance it's great it's good times love that
2: love
1: that you also introduced me to gmail i i don't know about facebook but um there was another one was it google waves Tebow. i don't know but I remember when you, you introduced me to Gmail when it was, like, invite only, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, <laughs> oh, we're going to have Gmail. No one else is going to have it.
2: Yeah. Now yeah. Corey, just... what was the British
0: Facebook called? Was it Bebo? Be-
2: Be- I think it was Bebo. Yeah. Bebo. Yeah. Bebo. Yeah. We were talking about that recently on Joag, then, I think. Um, but, yes, Bebo. I had one of those. I had all the things. Was it Ello? Was it oh, the black Elo, and white one? Oh, yeah. No, Elo.
1: Like,
0: five
2: or six years ago? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It they great. tried so hard.
0: I know. I lo- the lo-fi Facebook. You were able to talk about it on Joag in between bouts of Mark threatening to expose himself.
2: That was amazing. 52 (laughs) written on it? 52 written on it. You handled that so well, Oh, my God. (laughs) I just... Oh, bless him. Yeah, my my dear podcast co-host, who you were all blessed to hear in our last episode before the side quest. Um, He really wants to do something special for episode 52, and I shot down one of his ideas because... It was going to lead to people masturbating in our Zoom link. Uh, and so he offered to just expose himself instead, which was not my point. Mm-mm. But we'll see. We'll see what Some happens Some wires now. got crossed
0: there. Some yeah, wires
2: got crossed. Challenge uh, accepted. Uh,
1: <laughs> and no podcast would be complete without my big brother and co-host, the Aunt May of my Claire, the annoying dude who constantly demands more shells, the beach stick to my balls, Jason Helms. Hmm.
0: One last time on, the, on that.
1: Give, give me that. The, the beach stick to... The beach dick to my balls. It looks better written than said. (laughs) (laughs) You know, beach dick ball. It's like,
2: yeah, I can see it written down. I can see how this works, but out loud, nope. Maybe they
1: tried to do voice acting, and then as soon as they got to the line, beach dick ball. They're like, no, 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 we're just going to do it all right now. Cut it.
0: It's just shut it down. (laughs) Shut it down. You're all fired. We're just going to do a text. Corey, have you done any penance for introducing Ben to Twitter? Like, Rosaries. I don't know, like, what, what you need. Every
2: day of my life is penance. Ugh. Every yeah, day. That's true. Yeah.
0: I do retweet a lot of things she hates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. And exactly. I, I muted Carl Urban years ago. <gasps> <So. laughs>
0: he's, he's not a baddie, Honest. is he? Oh, he's okay, right? He's great.
1: What was the thing he was in, like, a, a week ago, Jason, I texted you and was like, I don't like him. You just you just
0: texted me randomly. I don't like Carl Urban. I don't think Carl Urban is a very good actor. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Wow. The problem was he was just watching a Keith Urban music video
1: and he's very <laughs> confused. I don't get it. You're from Australia and you're a country singer. It doesn't make sense. I don't it doesn't Is he Judge Red? Is the guitar? <laughs> I don't get it. Is he the law? Very Is he I don't under it. it's yeah. it's strange. Anyway, uh this month we played A Short Hike. I believe it came out in 2019. And uh it was indeed not a short hike for me. I think the first, uh, we'll get into gameplay later, but oh, good. it took me a very, very, very long time to get to the end of this hike. And it was very enjoyable along the way. But um, yeah, where did we get this game? Was this just on a bunch of like top ten lists from 2019? But who suggested this?
0: I did. Yeah, okay. Where'd you uh, hear about it? Yeah, I, I heard about it from various podcasts. Um, Patrick Klepek was somebody who talked about it on Waypoint. Uh, I think I heard uh, Giant Bombcast talking about it. And everybody, what everybody said was it's short, it's sweet, it has somewhat of a message, not like it's a preachy game, but like it's, it's, got, it's got a point to make, it's yeah. got a, a quick story, and it's in and it's out. Yeah. And you're not going to sob, but you're going to feel something, <laughs> totally. and it's going to be yeah. interesting and engaging, um, and it's just darn fun to play and, and cute to look at. And I was like, that sounds like us. Yeah.
2: Oh, darn fun to play and cute to look at. Story of my life. I'm fun to play. And I'm cute to look No, I'm just not me. Okay. There we go. Right. Terrible. That's, how the- that should, that's our next t-shirt, I think. Then can play. you get to work on I that? I will,
1: actually, tonight. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and I'm cute to look at. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh,
2: I would love to tell you about how this uh, this journey began, if you'd allow me. Or I would
1: love to hear please. about the beginning of the hike. Would you, would you like to hear about this
2: journey? Well, a short hike. Uh, according to the website, which everything about this game is very adorable, so even the website is charming to look at. According to the website uh, on the press page, A Short Hike was a personal project that was uh, begun in December of 2018. The developer is a fella by the name of Adam Robinson U, and he was working on an RPG project at the time, which is thus far called Untitled Paper RPG, Uh, and you can, he links to that from the short hike website and you can look at it and it's adorable. Like, it's just, it's just so cute, oh, nice. too. Um, but there's so far there's nothing like really written about it. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. He's just like, hey, I'm working on this. And um, sometimes I post about it on my Twitter so you can follow me there. Uh, but apparently he had a little bit of, you know, just kind of like sick of working on this thing and needed something to kickstart a little bit of creativity. And so uh, he began working on a short hike. So apparently um, Adam Robinson, yu loves hiking and he went on these summer hiking trips throughout his entire life. And when he was a kid, uh, he liked to go through um, and explore forests and things like that. And he said he wanted to create something that could evoke the same feelings of peace and discovery that he experienced when he was on these hikes growing up and in his adult life as well. So as a personal project, the team for this is like super, super small. And it's only technically even a team anyway. It's really mostly just him. Wow. So uh, he's billed as the creator, programmer, artist, et cetera. Uh, and the etc. cetera is part of his credit that he gives himself. Mm-hmm. That's not me adding et cetera. That's what he calls himself. Nice. Um, and then there is Mark Sparling who did the music, and I'm going to come back to him in a little bit. Uh, So Mark Sparling did the music. Um, Don Blair is credited with art and writing contributions, and Andrew Wong is credited with additional art. In an interview with Gamasutra, he elaborates on who this team is a bit more. So Don... Uh, is his partner, and she uh, helped him with some of the writing and modeling. I'm assuming she, I, let's say they, because I don't actually yeah. know. It's D-A-W-N. So um, so Dawn um, is his partner and helped with some of the writing and modeling, basically just like hanging out around the place and being like, hey, you want to, you know, give me some input? And that's how that worked. Uh, Andrew Wong is also a buddy he'd just hang out with while he was making this game. Um, And he contributed some 3D models to this game, um, which is like, these are not the kinds of things my friends and I do when we hang out. So I'm just like very impressed by his entire friend group. Like, oh, we're hanging out. How about some 3D models for my game? Okay, I can work on that. Dude. Super impressive. Right. Uh, And then his friend David Charnowski made the game's logo. So it's really, you know, just sort of this like thing he was working on for fun um, and involved the people around him and they were just like out of the goodness of their hearts like yeah I'll help you out with this project that you're working on which really to me and I think you guys would agree is in keeping with what kind of game this is yep so you know the good-natured brand is extremely strong with this um As I said, he was inspired to create the game based on his own experiences and nature and love of hiking. And he actually initially conceived the game as a hiking simulator, which then he's like, it's not that's not quite what it came out to be, Um, or at least not how he had initially sort of visualized that this was going to work. But in a game jam, he worked with some folks to create a game called The Secret of Dank Mountain. Um, and he described it as a game in which you navigate the wilderness and ascend a mountain with limited stamina. Yeah. So you can see how that plays out in this game with the feathers and all that stuff. Um, and he said from that small jam game, I noticed that navigation and route planning were kind of interesting mechanics on their own. I think this kind of hinted to me that a game focused around navigation could work. So on a technical level, the game was built in Unity, Uh, dialogue trees were created using yarn spinner, Uh, camera work and transitions were done in Cinemachine, and in control was used for controls, obviously. Um, And in describing the story, he said, uh, I think I drew upon a lot of my own feelings and experiences. I think very loosely I wanted to write about different kinds of anxiety and self-doubt. I tend to worry about a lot of things. And sometimes I just have to remind myself that things are going to be okay. I kind of want to leave players with that warm feeling at the end. So that's really kind of the story of this. And, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that or whatever. Uh, and I do want to come back around to the music and, the, and yeah. the guy who created it. But that's what this game came from. Uh, is, that's so cool. Is, yeah, this dude who's just taking a break from what he was working on, decided to make something Enlisted his friends to help him. And you get this, you know, this game that's kind of about anxiety and taking a deep breath.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and for those who haven't played it, it's, I, I think it's really surprising to the three of us that that's how it came about because it's, it's so much more than that.
2: Mm -hmm. Not,
0: not to say that that's not enough, but it would sound like it wouldn't have, for example, much gameplay. Right. uh, Based on what we described, like it's just getting up the mountain. There's that central mechanic of the stamina and the feathers uh, that, that Corey mentioned. But the more I reflected on this, the more I thought this, this is kind of like breath of the wild in miniature. It's, it does all of the breath of the wild things, but you get done with the entire process in about an hour and a half. Um, there's so many little mechanics. Yeah. Much
1: much less punishing, less like discipline needed to accomplish. Yeah. But so in all of that, it's, it's much yeah. just on a smaller scale, breath of the wild in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. And, and, gorgeous um yeah. really really fun and engaging the overall story about anxiety uh, especially this unnamed anxiety you can feel the entire time as your protagonist wants to get reception <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. it's a really really good one i was really happy with it um and glad that we chose it um but yeah i, I want to just I, like like something a,
2: to, I didn't really give like a synopsis of exactly what the game is Oh, yeah Someone yeah. wants to just say what that
0: is you want to go for it? Jay? yeah sure yeah so um you are claire uh you are a, a bird of some kind uh living in a world of uh anthropomorphic animals um and the game starts with you being uh dropped off uh to go um hang out at a camp, and you are at this national park of some kind in Ottawa, i believe somewhere in Canada.
2: oh, I didn't realize that it I didn't get
0: that. that either yeah oh yeah yeah no they they i I remembered them well I won't get into it, but I believe it was Canada. Sweet. And okay. um, the, there's a quest right at the beginning of "Hey, I I would like to make a phone call. I I would like to check my messages." And your aunt, who is a ranger, says, "Well, the only place to get reception is on top of Hawk's Peak." Yeah,
2: I believe
0: that's right. Mount, mm-hmm. Mount Hawk, Hawk, yep. I think it's Hawk's Hawk, Peak. Hawk. I think Hawk. There
2: you go. Yeah. Something Hawk's with Peak. Hawks.
0: Something peaky. Um, and so then begins your quest. And you go through a lot and you find out that you can get these feathers that help you get a little higher. You're going to need a few of them to get to the top of the mountain. But how many you get depends on how you want to play the game. I almost um, had a speed run of this game. I got just <laughs> damn, just short of the highest level in the first 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. With, uh, <laughs> wow. with I think, three feathers. Two or three feathers. Three. And then finally, after trying it for like 20 minutes, trying to get there and just trying to figure out a way to get around it. I was like, you know what? Just, they keep saying there's more feathers, just yeah. go get more feathers and then yeah. do it. And then when I turned around, then it took me an hour to get back because I wanted to go explore the world. Yes. Um, and I just wanted to spend time with these characters and just wander and do things. And by the time I got back, there were no puzzles because uh, I had enough feathers that I could do it. Yeah. But I think it's also a really, really big world. That's mm-hmm. what I mentioned with breath of the wild. Yeah, It's huge. It is. And I mean, <laughs> there's so many little details in on every screen. Um, It feels uh, dense and sparse at the same time, somehow Um, like you're just kind of wandering on your own. And yet every few feet you happen across something else exciting and interesting. Mm -hmm. So I think as we talk about this game and get into gameplay more, we'll find out um, how we each play this game differently. Oh, when you get to the top of the mountain spoiler for a short hike, (laughs) do not (laughs) listen to this. If you're going to play a short hike and it takes an hour and a half. So Go play a short hike. Uh, if you already bought the bundle for Racial Justice uh, last summer, you already own this game. If not, it's cheap. You should buy it. Uh, so, at the end, spoiler alert. Done. Here comes the spoiler. Your mom calls, and she just got out of surgery. And I don't believe we find out details about what the surgery was or anything like this. But that's what Claire has been concerned about: is yeah. her mom being in surgery, and she wanted to know that her mom was okay. Uh, they have a good heart-to-heart. You soar down the mountain, reconnect with Aunt May, and the game is done. A couple things. First of all, on the emotional level, that
1: that or story level, that reminded me as soon as that happened, where I was like, "Okay, oh, she got dropped off at her aunt's house while her mom was going through some stuff." And Jason, you and I were shipped to another state when we were kids. That's true. When we had parental stuff going on, that yeah. our parents were dealing with. So very similar vibes uh, uh, autobiographically of just like, "Oh yeah, it's it's weird." And I, I mean, we, I, we weren't alone. We had each other and we were with family. Right. right, right. Well, I guess she was with family. But yeah, it, it, similar vibes when that phone call happened. I was like, oh, yeah, she's just kind of like on her own. And it's not just like a summer camp. It's very much just like, you can't be at home now. You got to go somewhere. And this is the place she had to go. So
2: that's interesting that you, you had that, like, you know, relating it to your own life and whatnot. Cause I felt the one thing in this entire game that, like, you know, I was like really kind of enjoying the journey. And then it got to that. And I was like, so disconnected from like parent stuff always to me is like that just cuts me out of the like emotional element of something because I'm just like I just don't have that that bond that connection (laughs) that kind of thing there and I was like okay fair Mm. (laughs) the rest of the game I was like very kind of like oh I'm like very invested in like this this these nice people that we've met and all that kind of stuff and then to get to the top of the mountain and it was like a phone call from the mom I was kind of like Oh, no, I guess that's like, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. Just having anxiety about that. But I wish it had been more broad. I wish oh, that it yeah. hadn't been so specific. In a game it, it was that very specific like, like, for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so like, so like, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that that connects to right, you.
0: Right.
2: I, like if it had been like, that's not a thing I have anxiety right. about or things like that, where the rest of this felt so like general. Yeah. Uh, and speaks to everyone that moment where I was like, I don't have any frame for this.
0: Totally.
1: Was,
2: didn't work for me. Fair.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, there's an article that I will send you, or I think I already sent in, in Slack, a Verge article by DM Moore that that compares this game to basically being one part, Jason, one of your favorite games of all time that you mentioned, Breath of the Wild. And Corey, a game that you mentioned all the time, one of your favorite games, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. And I would throw in one of my top favorite <laughs> games on top of that that isn't mentioned. Which is Firewatch.
2: Oh, hey, that's going to come up when I talk about music. Hey! Yay! <laughs> nice!
1: Uh, so, yeah, yeah, very, I mean, obviously, it's more just, like, painted in the, like, the sheen of Firewatch. Uh, but it's, yeah, I it's just so enjoyable. And all three of those, I never played Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm, but the mm-hmm. the punishing aspects of Breath of the Wild and the kind of, like, passing the time games. And stuff that I enjoy, even just about the aesthetic of Animal Crossing, it has a lot of that. Um, I definitely caught from this game, and it's just very, yeah. Going back to, to Breath of the Wild, I, I spent 25 hours on Breath of the Wild, and Jason, you're finally just like, okay, you don't have to like it. Stop playing it because it was just <laughs> like not clicking with me. And I think the main reason what it was was it was so big and like yeah. so disorienting, and it would be like me wandering around, and then it would be really, really hard, really quickly, and it was so punishing if I didn't do the like discipline of whatever techniques. And this was like, eh, if you fall down, you just kind of climb back up. It was never like, oh, I fell right. all the way down, like oh, and I, I guess it could be, uh, it could that could happen because it's so big. I could see falling down a cliff and like not being able to get back there. But there are so many. Yeah, I was mini- lost this
2: entire game.
1: Constantly. I never had a grasp is- on on where to go for sure. <laughs> yeah. But (laughs) I was never frustrated for very long because there was always a feather I could find or a treasure map or a a person to talk to. It gives you
2: something else as like, you know, like, oh, you fell down. And instead of you being like standing there, like, I'm so frustrated by this. It's like, oh, wait, was that feather there before? Or like, oh, there's another like coin or whatever to pick up, you know. And it's never long until you
1: see a sign that says Hawk Peak this way, too. So it's always you can kind of get your bearings within a few minutes if you do fall down.
2: Uh, Sure.
1: You can't. I didn't say you did. That's possible.
2: (laughs) Theoretically, you could do that. (laughs) On that note, and it actually pertains to my... the fact that I had trouble finding my way around this game, um, the music is... Theoretically supposed to help you with that, which is a thing that oh. I did not notice, no. uh, but is pretty interesting. There is a great little, like, adorable video on YouTube, and I've sent you the link, Ben, so that you can put that on the blog as well. Yeah. Um, that is about the composition of the music for this. And it's like a six and a half minute video, and it's oh, like a little interview with Mark Sparling, who composed the music for it. And he talks about his influences for it and sort of what this, um, you know is supposed to do and the the video is called musical maps in a short hike so in talking about his influences he said that first and foremost he was trying to emulate uh joe hisaishi from studio ghibli so ghibli 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 okay That's like, all of a sudden, both sound wrong to me. Yeah. But that's who, he was like, I'm failing at it. But that's like, I kind of wanted the, you know, that to be the central thing that, you know, the vibe of this is kind of like that magical um, feeling that you get from one of those movies, right? Totally. Um he was also influenced by Animal Crossing New Leaf. And as he was composing this, he was listening to that soundtrack pretty much constantly. So he was also, you know, thinking about what he was sort of saying about that is that like with Animal Crossing, the music is like ever present and you know, you're you're aware that it's there, but also that like it's not um so sort of obtrusive that you're You could pick it out, really. Like, you know, if you heard it somewhere, you wouldn't necessarily go, oh, that's Animal Crossing. So there's a, it's specific, um, and it adds to the ambiance of the game, but it also, it doesn't become tedious. You know, it's not something that you are, like, super, super aware of, right? Um, And he said that he was also inspired by um, the song Carrie and Lowell by Sufjan Stevens and the Firewatch soundtrack by Chris Remo, which he described as being sparse yet evocative. And that was kind of the real sort of the thing that he was going through throughout this is that it's sparse. It's not again, it's not overwhelming. And yet it makes you you know you know distinctly sort of what you're supposed to feel when you hear certain elements of the music throughout this game so the soundtrack is adaptive it sh- shifts depending on where you are to sort of give you indications about the map of this game um and i'm not going to try to describe the musical map you can see it just
1: sing a few bars <laughs>
2: I am not going nope. to do that. Dang it! Okay. Uh, it's just going to be like the Harry Potter theme was the first thing that was going to come out of my mouth. And, and that's Perfect. not right. Uh, this is
1: what the flute does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it kind of it helps you to understand the map and the layers of the map. And if you are paying attention to this and the person who made this this video who did. Um, did this interview was had noticed that had caught on to that and being like, I could kind of find my way back to where I was trying to get by listening to these, you know, the motifs in the music of understanding what each of these like layers of the map meant. So the entire sort of point of the music in this game was to like match this like chill nature of this game while providing a way to um, help you navigate through this space which is a big space right. with a lot going on um while not being something that makes it so you're like i don't want to play this game anymore because this song is like grinding into my brain as you're playing it. um like i said i was not <laughs> i had a real hard time with that map there were multiple times that like i i I just kind of gave up on things because I was like, there's, I just, I can't remember where things are yeah. well enough to Dude, do this. Totally. Like I, I stopped attempting to race that one character who wanted oh, to race the lighthouse because yeah. I couldn't remember where the lighthouse was. Yes, I um eventually gave up trying to, I got all the shells yeah. for the one character, but then I never saw the character again. And I just I kept, I spent probably an hour and a half looking for that character and I was like, how can there be anywhere I haven't been? You know where they are? Is. Did you figure no, it out? No! I have no f***ing clue they're, where this is. They're the first
1: is. character you come across after Aunt May at the very beginning of the game. Are they? On
0: the first beach you go to, like 50 feet past. Well, that's the,
2: the- thing is I kept going, it's on a beach. It's somewhere on a beach. It's like right, so right when, when you kept- walk.
0: But, Corey, you're on an island.
2: Well, I know that. There's okay. so, okay. so there's there's much to be.
0: <laughs> quite a bit of <laughs> beach. It's a lot of beach. It was right, near water. But it water. felt like
2: there had to be a limit to how much beach there could yeah. be. And I got the, like, speedboat, and I was like, I'm going to, like, with the boat, at least I can go all the way around this thing. And I, I never got a boat. You never got a boat? I never got a boat. No. I Wait, never got a boat. What? Did you go over to the other island? What?
0: Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, I went over to the other island. I went to the top of the other island. What? But
2: you didn't get the boat.
0: How did I spend this How much time a in a game and not discover Wait. this stuff? Did you, did you, Corey, did you need a boat to get to the other island? Or did you go to the other island and then need no, a I boat? No,
2: I got to the island and then I got the boat, I think. Got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah well, that's go why you did And the there's boat. like, there's like a little guy sitting at a, a little booth. And you're like, hey, can I have the key for the boat? And he's like, yeah, sure, take it for a spin. Nice. And nice. you can never found it. That's fascinating. So there's even more to this game somehow oh, yeah. that. Well, I, I never found uh, the running shoes, but I knew that
0: yeah, they I were there Yeah, I never found them either. I you
1: guys did remember. the buckets, right? Buckets and the flowers? Oh, yeah. yeah. The buckets okay. and the flowers. And flowers. Yeah. I'll find something that I did you didn't. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's bound um, to, to go,
1: happen. <laughs> to go
0: back six, six topics, if that's okay. Sure, yeah, do since it. Since we are ostensibly a LucasArts podcast, yeah. right. I would feel remiss if I didn't mention that LucasArts were some of the pioneers with this atmospheric music uh, geared mm-hmm. to certain locations with their mm-hmm. immune system, IMUSE. And I can look up uh, which game that started on. I think it was Monkey Island 2, but I can't recall.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, uh, yeah, games since then have have pulled from that uh yeah. the kind of you know games before that were able to do this location has this music this location has this music but to make it kind of move seamlessly between those and right. also to change it depending on what story moments are are happening then exactly. uh that was yeah. that was all LucasArts. Nice. Arts
2: yeah, so this i mean what this is doing is that there are subtle shifts in music so it's not necessarily just that like you said different zones have different songs Um, but that there are layers to that too. So what you're doing in that area makes a difference in what that music is doing. And, you know, what little element of that area, you know, I think there's like three areas or something like that. But then there's layers within each of those areas of what the the soundtrack is doing as you're there. So, you know, it really... It does give you a sense of place. And if you are paying closer attention than I was, I suppose you (laughs) would be able to actually use those to really get a sense of of location.
1: I always want to break. I always want to break every game I play, but I always want (laughs) to like break the the music when I like, you know, you go to like whether it's Mario and you go to the dungeon scene. Right. And you like Mm -hmm. you feel the music change. When it's not yeah. that, and it's not like a split level change, but like you go around a corner and it like everything's dark and you he- feel the music. R- okay, I always I go see back. What you're saying, yeah. And whenever I notice yeah. it, I like always go back to be like, when does it actually change? Yeah. Where's and, like, the
2: moment? I want it that to start like shifts.
1: skipping or like feel the overlap <laughs> or something. And I don't, I've never discovered that before, but I, that's so cool. it's interesting. Yeah. How they do that, man.
0: Okay. Yeah. Question for all of you then, since we're discovering that we played this game differently. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What's something you did? That you don't think either of the other people here did.
2: Well, I guess I know now.
0: <laughs> so I've got mine oh, picked out. Mastered beach stick ball. Beach stick ball. I
1: didn't do it. I mastered it. Yeah. Yes. It,
2: you guys oh, know Me too. Is that right.
1: Thirty-five hits. Okay, well, I, I'm yeah, sure no. I could get more too. I just
2: I played that forever. That was that was yeah. I, that you. That's you're not alone in that one. So, <laughs> so that's fun. a shared
0: one. That was a fun, yeah. okay. <laughs> Corey, you got a boat. I got a boat. Did you pay off the guy's tuition? No, I didn't. Oh, I, I don't. really
1: wanted to.
2: Oh, Apparently, can you do that?
1: If you pay off, another spoiler, if you pay off his tuition, because if you just there's like three options there. It's like, I need another feather. See you later. Or like, what are you doing? What's your deal? What's your deal yeah. is he needs 400 bucks for tuition. If you pay right, that, yeah. which I should have, we all should have, because at some point, we I had that at some point, not at all at one time because I kept buying $100 feathers from him. If you pay that, then he starts selling them to you for 40 each. So they're selling you feathers for 40 each. Because he doesn't need so the money. As bad.
2: do you just give him the money, or it's once you've paid for enough feathers from him?
1: No, once you give him four hundred straight off the top, then they're forty. Uh, see,
2: because that's what I was. What I was doing was I was like, oh, he needs tuition, and this yeah, is I one thought, of the I great things. Too. So, I that too. yeah, what one of the things that I really love about this game is that you have no adversaries in it, mm-hmm. and the one person who almost is one is this guy who's kind of scamming you to sell you these tickets that you need to get up this mountain. You can either get them from a sort of a fast tracker, you can go and look for them. But if you ask him why he's doing this, he's not a bad guy. He's just trying to get school tuition. Yeah. You know, just a summer summer job type thing, you know, and and he's whatever, he's exploiting capitalism, fine. But, uh, you know, so there's like no one who's like a bad guy. Most people just want to help you. And the one person who isn't there to help you or others, you're like, oh, he just needs a little boost. So I did then buy. $400
1: $400 feathers worth. From him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Same. I just didn't realize that, like, I could like just give him money.
0: Yeah. I did not buy any feathers from him. Nice. Ooh. I did, because by the time I got there, I had like 300 bucks. And <laughs> I was like, I, I'm just oh, going to yeah. buy your feathers no, to finish the game. You <laughs> what? I, I, I had tons of money. I was going to go get, oh, like, money. I was going to go get more money and then come back. But while yeah. I was exploring and finding more money, got I got enough feathers. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, well, good. yeah, it's like yeah. you
2: can pretty easily find as many feathers as you need.
0: Totally.
1: But I felt like a genius uh, every time I found one, though.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I felt like I stumbled upon it. It's not <laughs> like it was ever intentional.
0: Fair. <laughs> All right. A thing I did that I'm going to... I'm hoping yeah. neither of you did. Yeah. Okay. I found a magic rock that if you hit it with a shovel, gives you money.
2: Yeah, I got that.
0: Nope. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: because I, I Animal Crossing did. I was like, you know, an Animal Crossing... You, if you hit a rock with a shovel, money comes out. And I saw that the rock was sparkling. Just like Moses. And, and so sp- I, was like, sparkly rock. I was like, I'm going to go hit it with my shovel. And sure enough, just like Animal Crossing, money. Did you,
0: you go. create the shortcut between the two halves of the mountain?
2: I don't think so. Create the shortcut between the two halves. So
0: there's the like a mind. mine or something like that. And you a walk through and it. Says, oh, yeah. No, I this did is, that. Okay. Yep. Okay. Man, <laughs> I got nothing.
2: I just Um, didn't know where I was. So thus, I didn't realize that's what I'd done when I created that shortcut. I was like, where did Um, I just come out of?
1: The only way I I realized it when at the end of the game, May was like, you tell May," and she's like, that's so dangerous. You shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't do that. Sorry, go for it.
0: Did you climb to the top of the other island? Look through the binoculars on it? Yes. I got nothing Then I have no experience that that everybody else This is
2: wild that I did so much of this game. Well...
0: (laughs) It's, well so, but I also finished in about an hour and 15 minutes. Wow. And it didn't feel, didn't feel like I was like racing through and trying to get done yeah. other than that first 20 minutes where I was like, let's see how far I can get before it turns me back.
2: So did you do things like, like getting the shells for the I got all guy, the shells. Getting the, yeah. Like all the little quests that the characters I, sent you on I, I didn't, you didn't, I
0: didn't, didn't get. The I shoes, didn't do so. most of the quests. Oh, okay. I didn't get the shoes. I didn't play a uh, beach stick ball ever. I don't know oh. what you're talking about. It's It's, great. it's so like at the, at the very end fun. of the island. That's what I did first because <laughs> I,
1: I was just like, what happens if you stay and just like go rather than going up yeah. like you did at the beginning? You know, you'd see how far you get. I saw, I wanted to like go all the way. I didn't realize it was an island. So it's was like, how far left can you go? And eventually uh-huh. it circles around. But the last thing before it circles around is beach stickball.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's beach stickball is basically this like game. In which you have a stick in your hand and there's like a volleyball net and uh, the other character is like, hey, I made up this game and let's try to get this number of Mm -hmm. hits back and forth, you know, like volleys or whatever. And it took me a minute to figure out how I was supposed to do it. I kept like just kind of swinging the stick and being like, why isn't I hitting it? But then, yeah, you get into trying to, like, you know, time where it's coming, like you're playing tennis or something yeah. like that. Move around this little court, uh, you know, hit it back and forth to get the the most of these. And it will keep upping, like, the goal of, like, oh, we did this many. Let's see if we can get this. And, uh, yeah, you just see how many you can do. And it is, Fair. like, frustrating but also absurdly fun. Because, yeah. you know, every for a while there, like, I kept getting stuck at, like, 23 yeah. or something like that and I needed 25 and yep. I was like, <laughs> like but yeah it's a it's a lot of fun to try to master it. Uh, I will say
1: also the kids I don't know if Jason if you played it in front of your kids but the girls loved it. They loved eh. the graphics, they loved yes. the anthropomorphic oh, birds, they loved the um the fact that they could read everything and my 7-year-old's reading all of it and whenever it was like less than 3 to 5 words she would encourage the 6-year-old to be like, "Oh, oh you, what does that that's say?" So and like cute. It's summer, so they're not doing that much homework anyway. So it was nice to see them like (laughs) trying to read stuff, Uh, but and they just loved like running around and hitting the jump button over, or like pulling out a stick and swinging the stick around. Like definitely one of those games that they could just kind of like jump on and play for twenty minutes and and not be frustrated by it, which is always fun.
2: Yeah, and there's nothing in this game that you can't show to kids. You don't have to worry about anything in this. It's very very safe for the whole family. Totally.
1: Anything else gameplay wise or, or development wise?
2: No, no, we're good.
1: Alright, we'll be back with a drink and a song after this quick message from the pool boys Oh, g'day How's it going? Nice to meet you I'm Stu, I'm Chris,
0: I'm Dave and we're the pool boys We're the hosts of All Boys Recommend. recommend. It's a podcast where we suggest stuff to each other. We do it, and then we review it.
1: You remember, like, show and tell at school? It's kind of like that, but this week I had a mental breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) You're a music lover, Stu, okay? I am. What is this going to be? And So I want you to listen to B-52's seminal classic Love Shack 100 times. Uh, Oh my God. uh, You know, it's just when you're going to sleep, when you're having a shower. You can start playing it now, maybe.
0: Oh, my God. You, uh, you have you're only yourself to blame if next episode I come back on the air and I'm like,
2: oh, hey, how you going? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here's another cheeky little clip for you. <laughs> oh, this podcast is great.
2: That was a dramatisation of you enjoying the podcast in the future.
0: When you check out Pool Boys Recommend. Pool Boys Recommend. Find us on Spotify and Stitcher Wooshka. and Apple Google Podcasts, podcasts and even our own website. You know where to get podcasts. Come yeah, on. come on, you're listening to one now.
2: And by the way, I listened to that podcast, and much like this game that we we just played, it is so good-natured and yeah. delightful. I mean. Gosh, they see uh, my friends over the Dead and Lovely podcast. They're saying like they sometimes get people who try to be like, oh, let me be on your podcast or like things like that. And like one of them, this podcaster, they were like, I don't even know why they would think that we would be a fit because this person like was like, if you read their reviews, it's like this podcast is racist and misogynistic. (laughs) It's like,
0: this is not a good fit.
2: So, you know, I like it gets your hackles up a little bit when you're like someone reaches out to you from another podcast cuz you have to be like you know you want to know that these people aren't terrible and i listen to them and is <laughs> they're cute and funny and just really um, yeah just nice you know i love listening to something where the people seem really nice um kind-hearted people and Definitely. that's what i get out of pool boys so i i recommend it for sure not just playing that um ad just because you know uh, they asked us to but because it's actually genuinely worth listening to
0: awesome and because they're paying us back by playing our ad and I mean, that's for real that, yeah. that helps and, and i just want to be very clear the racist misogynist podcast was not the pool boys was no. Oh, no,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> For people yeah. who are listening quickly, it wasn't clear would have from this, that. yeah. right.
0: that's an unnamed podcast that was yes. that was just kind of tangentially referenced in the story. All right, cool. Uh, drinks. Who wants to go first? Well, let me go. Uh, so it's by uh, Prairie Brewing, and it's called Rainbow Sherbet, and I picked it because I mm. got to have it this week, um, and I was out, and it's really nice because it's a sour beer, and so you would expect with something like Rainbow Sherbet to maybe have a little bit of fruit. And then to hit you with like tons of sour, or to be just like a really really sweet beer, right? Yeah. And it's neither of those things. It's hmm. it's very um, kind of just like a hint of that fruit flavor that tastes exactly like rainbow sherbet for just a second, and then it just dissipates into beer flavor. And it's it's really nice, easy drinking, great beer. Uh, really enjoyed. But Prairie makes really great beers. Uh, ben, where are they from? Tulsa, Jason. They're from Tulsa. Why do we call it sherbert?
2: It's not sherbet. It's sherbet. When it's, when it's spelled, it's sherbet. I was, I was being so good, though. You probably saw my face go. Mm. Yeah. But why? Why do we do this? <laughs> do we, we mispronounce it. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's uh, the answer.
1: Sherbet sounds so bad. What? What's wrong with sherbet? I don't know. Nothing's great. It's delicious. But... Sherbet. Yeah. Sure.
0: I, wonder, I wonder if it's a... Uh... I like that. <laughs> I wonder if sherbet. it's a regionalism. Sherbert. It, might, versus it sherbet. might be.
2: I've always thought it was one of those things because people, a lot of people do call Sherbert. it Sherbert. I feel like it's one of those things that it just like the mispronunciation became the thing. It's like how yeah. like a lot of people say nuclear. It just like becomes the word after a while, which drives aluminium. me crazy too. But <laughs> aluminium. Yeah. Like, it's
1: just adding Freaking extra Brits. letters in there. Yeah.
2: So they actually spell it with the extra one for some reason. But anyways, I feel like it's just one of those things that it became what it's called despite the fact that it's clearly not
1: yeah. what yeah, it is. Yeah, right. It's so never spelled with it two R's. Is, yeah. There's
2: no such thing as like a silent right. R or like a right. – what's the reverse of an that? Implied <laughs> an implied R? An implied R in a word. No, that's, not, that's not a thing. It's an overcorrection
0: from British, right? So if you hear a British Sherbert. person say, Sherbert. Oh, yeah, you're right. you might think there's an R. <laughs> uh, excuse me, mate. It's Sherbert. Thanks. Because it would, they would be, they would sound alike if it was Sherbert and sherbet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they would be, okay, I'll stop. That's um, like why I always add three T's to mittens <laughs> and kittens just to overcorrect for Corey. Just to yeah,
0: compensate. It's, it's pronounced Sherbutt. Oh, my bad. Not Sherbet. My bad. <laughs> uh, Cause I've now looked it up and <sighs> whether it's American or British, it's pronounced but at the end of it. It's sure-but. very clear that there's a U there. Sherbutt.
2: Yeah, that sounds. Which
0: is clearly the best of all of these three pronunciations. I like sherbet. Sherbet is what I'm going with. <laughs> sherbet wins. That's solid. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> What's the difference between sorbet
2: and sherbet? Oh no, yeah, Sor- yes yeah. Sorbet I, is like a fruit.
0: I was going to say fruit based, uh, and the other one's yeah, it's like it's an like actual fruit
2: based thing. It's not sherbet like yeah? Um,
0: oh, I. I've- I'm pretty sure they're the same thing. But okay.
2: It. No, no, sorbet is like it's all fruit, non-dairy. I think sherbet has dairy oh, in it. Sherbet it's like has ice cream a
0: little, it. a little cream. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. <laughs> I,
2: have, I am weirdly invested in this in ways I didn't know I was until I was explaining things, and I'm like, why do I know so much my, about no, this? Right.
0: My, my pronunciation guide called sherbet a type of sorbet, and I was like, oh well, then they're the same thing, right? Oh no, it was like sherbet. Tisk. In parentheses, sorbet. You
2: know. Tisk tisk.
1: My drink, I went with <laughs> Base Camp Brewings, based out of, uh, I believe they're based out of Portland. They have at least one brew house in Portland. Uh, I went with their S'more Stout, which if you go to the brewery I and order a this, s'more. it's a, an imperial barrel-aged stout. Uh, they put a little uh, marshmallow on the rim and brulee it.
0: Oh. It's oh.
1: real good. <laughs> uh, if you can, yeah, just not eat it immediately, which I always do. But It's delicious. Uh, And I was just thinking of, like, a fun, relaxing, campy uh, beer. Because that's what this game... And just, like, very simple to drink. Very sweet, chocolatey, uh, campy. And that's what this game was. Just really simple and fun.
2: That sounds delicious. Yeah. My drink is one that I had this uh, last weekend. I was in Philadelphia. Oh, yes. um, And... Went to this spot. We'd just been walking around for a million years and we're like, we need to sit down. Um, and so Keo had Googled this place near we we're at Eastern State Penitentiary, found a place nearby. And it was Wait, like, wait
1: you were at Eastern State Penitentiary yeah. like that was your destination.
2: Yes, it was. I watch a lot is of it- ghost hunters and things like that. And it is no- a notorious, you know, haunted prison Um, defunct, it looks like a castle, it's not I think this is like a family jail. member
1: of yours was there. <laughs> I mean,
2: that's a fair assumption. I do have at least one brother who is in jail at the moment, but not oh, at Easter man. State Penitentiary. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, but Sorry. no, we were just, we. I just wanted to see you it. you trespassing? No, no, it's like a, oh, man. it's a destination. It's like a place people go. Oh okay. Um, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, so we looked up a bar or a like a, just like a pub or tavern thing nearby. And I got this drink. That was called a cinnamon toast brunch.
1: Oh yeah. And
2: it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch milk, (sighs) which is like the best thing in the world. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is just the best breakfast cereal. Um, and like drinking the milk after Cinnamon Toast Crunch is like just so wonderful. But anything cinnamony gives me really good feelings. Like today we went and saw mm-hmm. Black Widow and walked out and something smelled very strongly of cinnamon rolls. And I was like, my heart rate had been kind of up. I don't know. I'm just like kind of stressed out today, I guess. And I was like looking at my like my Fitbit and I was like, my heart rate has been like elevated all day. And it was like I just felt like this like calm come over me as I like smelled cinnamon and and drinking that drink and, and smelling the cinnamon off of it and having that that feeling of like drinking Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk. Um, is like a very relaxing, anti-anxiety kind of thing, and that is what like this game is. It's just this. When I sat down to play it, I you know sat in the recliner. I you know sat cross-legged in it with the game and just like mm. chilled out and played it. Yeah, no stress. And that is that's what it is to me.
1: I love cinnamon toast crunch. It's the best. I had it this morning, and not nice. only did I have it this morning. I had the last bit of the box which is the best mm-hmm. bowl It is cuz you get all the extra little cinnamon mm-hmm. bits and it, extra milky cinnamon oh so, this is
2: so good, good. there's like so kind of like good. a hard cinnamon that
1: like yeah
2: yeah bunches up at the it bottom is never get
1: soggy yep mm. beautiful delicious All right what's your song
2: My song uh, comes from an artist that I discovered recently. There's a British comedian named Joe Lysett, who I love, and he appears on a lot of panel shows and whatnot. And he actually directed a music video for this girl named Katie J. Pearson. And the song he directed a music video for is called Miracle. That's not the one that um, I am choosing. Uh-huh. But it was like, I I don't find like a lot of new music Now I'm one of those people who tends to just kind of like listen to what's easy unless someone recommends something to me. But I listened to her whole album and I was like, I love everything about this. And she has this very whimsical sound to her. Um, You know, she's got a very sort of high voice and like there's just something. Yeah, there's a lot of whimsy in the music that she she creates. And so she has a song on the same album um, that's called Beautiful Soul. And both the sound and the lyrics, I think, sort of speak to this game. Um, some of the lyrics uh, from the the second verse in the chorus is, You know a sadder day, the shadow still on your back. It still comes in waves and you feel under attack. So I would say to you, let's just make it happen. You got nothing to lose. It's not going to break your heart or drive you into the dark. Shatter everything because you're a beautiful soul. Um, and that feels like kind of what the the like message of this game is, is you know this character in it is going through a hard thing and everything but it's not gonna it's not gonna break her heart You know she is all these people are cheering her on everyone she talks to is like you know what you got this like you you can go do this let's so let's just do it uh and that's awesome yeah this song just made me think of that
1: Uh, I went with a song that is a throwback to middle school. Probably Ooh. to like the first time we ever hung out. And I for a second I was, listening second to this I was recently. like, which one
2: of us? Oh right. Yeah, no, you you hung out with Jason. First time for a long Jason time. and
1: I hung out. It was September eighty <laughs> five. I remember it well. Hey, uh so we've been we've been living in the same house for a
0: while. Um I'm Jason. <laughs> we, we hadn't really connected, you know. It's good to I I don't know if we ever did the, the full handshake thing. I just want to make sure we get that <laughs> yeah. out of the way and uh,
1: and it is by Hocus Pocus, <laughs> a song called "I'm So Happy." Wow! That <laughs> Daniel Swizzler made us watch the video of, which is still I actually watched a few months ago. Pretty great video. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's like filmed from three different perspectives, like a guy going into a restaurant. It's the outside of the restaurant, and another I don't even remember what it is, but all these things happening at the same time in different areas. Anyway, it has like a, a magnolia vibe to it. But much more, just like whimsical, funny stuff going on. Uh, but the the whole, all the lyrics are just, and the the chorus is "I'm so happy, feeling snappy, my life is rosy, I'm feeling comfy, cozy." And it's all, it's just basically, it's a ska song about all of these funny, optimistic, insanely like lucky things that could happen during your day. Let me just read like one of the verses. Um, Stocks I bought just went up. Canucks won the Stanley Cup. Bill Gates. Put me in as well. Someone paid my visa bill. It's just like all these like f- awesome things that are happening today. It's a great day. And the last line ends with the chorus being, "I'm so happy, feeling snappy, will there be sorrow when I wake up tomorrow?" Which is just like the <laughs>
2: like old- now that you're saying saying the lyrics, I'm like now I remember the tune and everything. I know this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I love this song. I play it for my kids because it's like the happiest. Like it's it's Scott yeah. '90s Scott, which like yeah. this 1940s Scott. I don't know. It's, obviously, <laughs> it's '90s Scott. That's what Scott is. uh, the fact that like it's just like all of the lyrics are super happy it's just like upbeat the whole time my kids love dancing around to it Uh, and so I like it's similar to this game where it's like the whole game is just like running around picking up shells and getting shoes and racing people and then the very end you get a call from your mom who's out of surgery and yes it's it's a happy ending in that way Yeah, but it is this kind of like little whatever the opposite of a silver lining is it's like this little tiny like shadow I guess on the game it's just like oh there's this dark uh, anxiety going on the whole time just like this song is like super super positive and at the end it's like I might just tomorrow might suck so let's just enjoy today
2: so happy.
0: why ska bands never drop the mic?
2: It's gonna be something like because they always pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I had to get there before you got there, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Do you remember when light bulb jokes were like a big thing? Yeah, I was gonna. That's the one I know. Yeah, it was like you know how many how many members of a ska band does it take to to screw in a light bulb? it's Like four. One to drop it. Three to pick it up. Pick it up. Three to
0: pick it up. Pick it up. That's what it is. Um, so good. Yeah, my song is by They Might Be Giants. Uh, I was worried oh, I'd chosen nice. this already, and I checked our sheet, and uh, the sheet says I haven't, but it could be lying, because I, uh, I I'm not sure we're always good at that. I'll check the sheet. Drop Birdhouse in your soul.
2: Uh, um,
0: a, I'm a your only song.
2: friend. I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend. But really, I'm not actually your friend, but I am.
0: Over you Make a little bird house in your soul. Not to put too fine a on it Say I'm the only bee in your bunny. Make a little bird
2: house in your soul. Oh! <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like this has come up before but We have picked this song Was it me who picked it? Corey okay. picked it though
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Corey picked it Okay My turn now Do you remember for what uh, game? Oh I what feel like it was like really going going on lucky? point Like it was Yoku's Island Adventure <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Boom <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Gotta yep. be yeah, uh, well, yeah, nice. similar reasons. It's it's happy, it's fun, uh, with just just a hint of darkness underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the and the, you hear that I'm your only friend, but but really I'm not actually your friend. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's something foreboding about the song. Um, but the and in fact, I think the idea of the canary is canary in a coal mine. Coal mine. Yeah, uh, I think that that's what it's referencing and this this feeling of warning that is, is crying out to you. Uh, but the thing that really connected it for me was this verse. There's a picture opposite me of my primitive ancestry, which stood on rocky shores and kept the beaches shipwreck free. Though I respect that a lot, I'd be fired if that were my job. After killing Jason killing off, was screaming at Argonauts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Argonauts.
0: Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, it just, just felt like the place. And also yeah, yeah. like how Claire would be about like, you know, hey, I respect what y'all do here. I that's not me. That's not me. Yeah. And then she discovers as she kind of experiences this that, place, that, that that is her, that she, she can overcome these things. And she has the same kind of uh, spirit of adventure that her, her ancestors did. I love
2: that.
0: Let's, let's talk about uh, our, our developer spotlight. Uh, I have a link for both of y'all to watch, which is the trailer for El Paso elsewhere. It is one minute long. So I think y'all can do this. Check it out. And then uh, you can correct me as I try and Sweet. tell you a little bit about the game. I'm in a two-story motel in El Paso, Texas that gained another 46 stories yesterday.
1: All below ground. It's
2: extremely haunted. And my axe is at the bottom. The Rock Lord of the Vampires.
1: She's waiting for me. Oh! Oh, even the Max Payne style slow-mo
2: uh-huh
0: <laughs> oh this is so intense wow.
1: what great
0: voiceover yeah yeah. Really, yeah
2: definitely
0: yeah it's really good it looks really good it doesn't come out till next year wow alright so Ben and Corey have just watched the trailer for El Paso Elsewhere dude uh, Ben you yelled Max Payne at one point it is yeah uh, basically Max Payne plus werewolves and vampires um <laughs> and the tagline is pitch.
1: stakes, guns, slow mo. Boom. I don't know if that's the tagline. It's but one of them. Yeah, that's and that's, the a, that's pretty solid. Um, that's pretty good.
2: It's, uh, Corey, did you ever play Max Payne? Do you remember these games? No, I did not. I mean, I like knew of Max Payne, but I did not personally play them.
0: Yeah, they, they just, um, that makes Matrix bullet time thing came out, and two yeah. years later, they, they did video games with it. And it was like the coolest mechanic ever. And then they dropped it out for the most part and just brought it back in in kind of little moments uh, because mm-hmm. it could break a game yeah. so much. But the original Max Payne, it broke the game. You could do whatever you wanted in that game and it was fantastic. It was really fun to just, just tear up environments and just like basically freeze time almost. Um, but yeah, El Paso Elsewhere seems to take that and then go with kind of a horror vibe with some... I felt like some seventies some schlock to it mm-hmm. uh, with the neo noir. Uh, yeah, that's what is gonna say the neo noir is pretty today. Yeah. Pretty seventies, right? That, uh, yeah. but the neo noir of Chinatown
2: of uh right. yeah.
0: long good night long, long, long goodbye, long good night, long goodbye. Um, long Kiss Goodnight.
2: Like yeah. now it all sounds um, yeah, that's what I was like long kiss goodnight yeah, is where yeah, see, I see that's what I'm confused with. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. that that kind of in fact long long goodbye is what it reminds me of the most, uh, in terms of just vibe. But plus vampires and werewolves. Developed by Zelavier Nelson um, and a group of other people. And I I know it, I practiced it. I think I got it right. Um, (laughs) But uh, I'm sorry, Zelavier Nelson Jr. Oh. And um, it just, this thing just looks so cool. It just oozes so much uh, vibe.
2: Yeah, that last line in the trailer is like, would
0: you believe this is a love story?
2: Like, mm. I was like, mm. oh, my God, this is I mean, this game is spo- sexy.
0: Yeah, it really is. Spoiler alert. The the final boss has got to be your ex, right? Probably. Like, I, that's just where oh, we're oh, at. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. And the whole thing is a metaphor or something like that. I don't care. I'm going to shoot some werewolves. I'm going to yeah. stake some some vampires. Oh, I saw some pretty so crazy
2: blood effects in that trailer. There's yeah. like a lot going on Yeah, in it, So, yeah. yeah. It looks awesome. If that's... Yeah, if you're looking for that horror game vibe. Um, yeah, Dark Neo Noir, all that. It looks really interesting. I don't know that I, I would probably be terrible at it, but it still looks the cool. i watched watch someone else play it.
0: When you can slow, t- slow down time, just take your time. Just want to run? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> oh, that's what I was going to say. I feel like <clears throat> the thing that would make this game either... Fun or impossible <laughs> would be the, the difficulty, right? right Whether yeah. it's like yeah. you can set your own difficulty and do basically God mode, which is <laughs> right. probably what I would do and be like, oh, I'll enjoy the story and the voiceover.
2: Loves me a God mode. Yeah.
1: And mm. that uh, that's a note that I was going to say on a short hike is it feels like for a game that was only made by a few people, they did a lot of really I'm sure they didn't do a lot of QA, but they did a lot of really efficient QA mm-hmm. because it. we all had very different experiences. So it's very open world in that way. But we all had very positive experiences for the most part. Yeah. Like, we all very similar in our, like, enjoyment of the gameplay. Yeah. We, I didn't have any, like, glitches or no. breaking of the game or any moments where I was stuck anywhere. It was very easy to kind of, like, find my way out. So, the the kind of balance and the flow of A Short Hike, getting back to that, I thought was great. So, yeah. back to El Paso elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I feel like if this game was really hard, it would kick my butt. But if there is a lot of—I sh- <laughs> mean, if this game is—if the flow of killing werewolves and zombies— is fun. I could play this forever. Right. It just looks like I an mean, like awesome environment. It's
2: like playing like Doom or Wolfenstein or something yes. like that, you know, where it's just like, that's yeah, you can play it forever. <laughs> you yep, can yeah. beat it or you can just kind of keep, keep yeah. going with it. So yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm excited for it. Can't wait. Uh, but Sweet. I'll have to, because it's coming out next year. Uh, and with that, let's move on to month in the news.
2: Both in the news. <laughs>
1: Good news everyone. I think we mentioned Steve Matt or Steve? Steve Max Purcell. Wow, ready? I think That's we okay. mentioned last month uh Sam and Max oh. VR coming up <laughs> yeah. soon. Yeah, yep. uh, and Steve Purcell is gonna voice a character in the game, so it's very exciting. Yep. Good for him to finally get at his big break, you know. Yeah, uh, he is the artist for all of Simon Max for, okay, for yes, listeners listeners to ask yeah. who that was
2: for listeners who don't know
1: our best friend, Steve Purcell. We,
2: we met him one time. Ben and we I met him. We
1: interviewed him one time. Oh, okay. yeah, we go way back. Us and yeah, Steve. Got it. Uh, and then Jason, you dropped a link to Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, oh that boy. game looks so cool. It, it's not month in the news, is it? You dropped it in the month in the news section in the channel. Ah, man, that, that game just looks cool. Uh <laughs> we so, fair hey enough. Man. Check that game out. That, uh, that game's
0: gonna come out. I'm excited for it. Nice. Watch it I games hey, by Dave hey, Gilbert. Hey, hey, Ben, oh you dropped it in Molt the News.
2: Oh I just, plot. Why test. did you do that?
0: Thank you. Oh, I think I just the note is
1: Jason is stoked for this game.
2: Oh it's true. It it Checks out. Benjamin, your head. <laughs>
1: Dude, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I actually went to the doctor. I went to the doctor last week. I was like, it's been 12 months since meningitis. Like,
2: Do I get and my, better my now? My brain's
1: not. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like, it's like three to nine months, maybe 12. And she's like, it could take two years. It could be forever. But you you need more sleep. You've got
2: yeah. long meningitis. Yeah.
1: She's just like, the, the number one thing for recovering from concussions and any head injury, which meningitis is, is, is uh, brain injury is... You need more rest, more rest than you oh, think. Oh, good.
2: That's that's always so, good for a parent well, of small children. And right? it's been more than a,
0: it's been more than a year because you had it pre-COVID, right? No, it was July last year. It was, oh, really? It was three it was weeks in, ago. Yeah, in the midst of COVID. Jeez. Yeah,
2: yeah that was at that moment that. where it was like everything was bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's yep. like so. Just and then I was
1: in the ICU. All of a sudden.
2: Yeah. <laughs> good times. Yeah. So
1: good. Good stuff.
2: Happy anniversary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. Unavowed, a game we played two plus years ago, is out on Switch, I think as of last week. So check that out if you haven't played it yet. Really fun. How do you describe Unavowed, Jay?
0: <laughs> Point and click adventure. Um,
2: well, it sounds like you have a whole episode about it.
1: Yeah, go check it out. But we do. I was just going <laughs> to throw go like a sentence about it. but it's Yeah, go <laughs> listen to the episode. I'm sure there's spoilers, but a really fun game uh, that we played on our, our PCs. So fun to play in our hands now. Any other more from the news that I'm missing? Speaking of Dave Gilbert...
0: Watch It Eye Games has a new game out uh, called what? Strangeland. It uh, just came out last mm. month, um, and Adventure Gamers described it as, Strangeland is a surrealist, psychological horror adventure that feels like it was drawn by H.R. Giger, designed by M.C. Escher, and written by Ice So it's weird, and it looks kind of cool. Uh, I kind of want to check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, cool. yeah, go check that out, or check out Unavowed on Switch now. Why
1: did we have so many MC Escher shirts growing up?
0: I think it was just one, but that really, that doesn't work. Uh, we had right?
1: several, dude. We had the ball one. We had the stairs one. We had the unraveling, the mummy one. Huh. Wow. No, some of them were sweatshirts. Yeah. Some of them were sweatshirts. You're right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. That and the, uh, was it? That is not weird. hyperlapse? Hyper, hyper I'm doing this because you just like roll them up oh. and you like breathe into them. Hypercolor shirts.
2: I don't, those I don't think I ever had one of those.
1: Man. Well, they were all, like, gray and purple, like the M.C. Escher ones. That's why it reminded me of it.
2: But that was probably, like, anyway. someone, like, got, like, you know, a museum was getting rid of something. It was on clearance. Yeah. It was like. Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah. We got him at, I guarantee you, we got him at Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, probably, <laughs> Mom <laughs> got him the same day. They were yeah. all 75 cents. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. Yep. That feels right.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly uh, what it was. Exactly. You know,
1: Glee. What,
0: you want to talk about what else we've been playing?
1: Yeah, we so let's start with we did a whole episode on what Jason and I have been playing at least uh, a week or two ago. So check that out. We will do our best to not step on the toes of that episode because everything I'm thinking of, I'm like, I think I just that.
0: So, <laughs> so if you really want to uh, know the details. But yeah, so we should, yeah, I didn't yeah, talk yeah. about uh, Mario Golf in that episode, did I? Oh, get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got Mario Golf. It's really fun. Um, oh, the yeah. reviews are right in that adventure mode is not all that long and not all that great. Um, a lot of people are re- reviewing it poorly because of that. Uh, but if you're playing Mario Golf game, you're playing it because you like playing golf video games for hours and hours and hours, and just playing the same holes over and over and over again.
2: Does it have like a club? It has a few of them. Like like a cl- like? Do you a whole bag? Oh, like can you do it physically? Actually. physically yeah yeah (laughs) i was like why would
1: you need a whole bag of them have a i didn't know i thought you meant like some sort of like networking (laughs) like like community i I couldn't follow like a club that we all like (laughs) nicknames do you need like a secret
0: code to get in i i was sure there was a joke you were like setting up does it have a club right (laughs) the golf game (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's got a bunch yeah like uh, Gmail used so, to be a club. <laughs> so, Corey, you can use it. You can play with your Joy-Cons just as controllers. Okay. Or you can use motion controls and use your Joy-Con as a motion controller and swing it like a club.
2: Got it. So, kind kinda of, like, just sort of like the old Wii Sports games.
0: Yes. I play it both ways. Those are um, so fun, dude. Both ways are really
2: fun. Um, Wii Golf was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Wii Bowling was where it was at. That was my jam. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Those are great. And maybe I'll play that at some point. Because I don't really like golf. But I like things that, like you move when you play so i can see myself getting into it
1: wait for it to be on sale i don't do you break a sweat are you breaking a sweat playing that hurting my arm i don't know about breaking okay. a sweat it's not quite it's like not it's exercise. not
2: exercise it's not a fitness yeah. game
1: yeah it's not like the ring fit adventure or anything but no yeah. no 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 yeah yeah no. but more um, than a short hike i, I tried to
2: yeah. get my mom into the ring fit adventure thing and she kind of liked the concept of it but the one thing about that that blows is it's not intuitive to like put the ring together um and then to like also exit in and out of the game with it and figure out how to work it so like she couldn't put it then like back on and then get into the game and then turn off the thing afterwards like it was just like that's asking too much of like a nearly 70 year old woman's brain to do all of that and and even me sometimes like i will be sitting there like after i finish like how the hell do i get out of this game because you have to like the controllers are all apart facing a different direction or whatever. So you have to figure out and they don't work the same way. So it, it isn't super intuitive to figure out. And if you skipped past the first time when they told you how to do it, right. It's not, it doesn't come back. It doesn't tell you again. So yeah, I attempted to get my mom to do ring fit adventure in theory. She liked it. She enjoyed, you know, sort of playing along with me, but there's no way she could ever do it on her own, which is a bummer. I wish it were easier. If you disconnect it before turning
0: it off, it gets real mad. Yeah. And the switch is like, well, whoa, 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 you're going to yeah. connect your controller before I'll do anything. That's like, right. wait, wait, even you're before like, you'll oh, just no. turn off. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. Connect your controller. use yeah. the off button. <laughs> Never seen one before.
2: <laughs> exactly. Do you say so, bud, it feels like they could have done this better. Like just made the ring a controller in and of itself instead of having to do all the other things connected to whatever. So you could use them. Yeah regularly but whatever it is what it is still a fun game cory what have you been playing the only thing i've really been playing lately other than my standard candy crush uh is another mobile game i i go through i feel like every month i download probably like 10 mobile games and i don't actually really like mobile games so then i delete all of them but i found this wow. solitaire game called flick solitaire Um, and it is, it's solitaire and there's a couple similar kinds of games in it. That's like, like one of them is a game where it's like a pyramid of cards and you have to add up to 13 with these cards. And so you're pairing them to add up to 13 and you want to try to uncover the entire pyramid. But if you make a wrong move with it, you'll end up with not being able to add up all the way, but it's not that hard. Like normally you can kind of get it. Sometimes I get stuck. But it's really, like, the tactile element of it is really nice. There's a lot of good feedback when you move cards around and stuff like that on it. Um, And it just, it's, it's, like, exactly the kind of thing that I want to play, like, right before I go to bed or something like that. When I'm just trying to, like, wear my brain out Mm -hmm. um, and I can't focus on a book enough. My mind's racing, something like that. Just... You know, it has nice feel, nice vibration when you're hitting things. It's not extremely hard. You can set the difficulty. There's multiple games in it. So if I'm like, I've been playing this Solitaire game too long, I'll just go over to the Pyramid one. It's really nice. So Flick Solitaire, if you're just looking for something mindless like that, the same kind of mindless game that you've been playing since, you know, you got your first PC when you were seven. um, It's that, but with really good feedback.
0: Nice. It also sounds like a euphemism. Um, which is nice as well.
2: <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go flick some solitaire. With some, really,
1: with
0: some really good feedback. <laughs> really good. Really, really good, feedback. good feedback. Because I always give myself the best feedback. <laughs> eight oh. out of ten. No notes. <laughs> Wait,
1: why only eight then? <laughs> um, Spider-Man, I mentioned it. Just beat Spider-Man. As soon as I did, I, I had uh, Olivia, who's been playing with me. We watched like the final cutscenes, and it was all like momentous and you beat the bad guys and whatever. So-and-so dies and it's all a big thing. And as soon as we did, I was like, wow, there we go. There's a new game plus. You can kind of play it again if you want to. But I think we'll play this other game that we've been talking about. We have a short hike to play. and We have this to play. And she's like, I want to do Miles Morales again. Oh, <laughs> Like well, we just played it. So maybe we can play something else. You know, it was like 20 hours or whatever. She's like, no, I want to play it literally like new game boom not even new game plus so it's like you'd have all the same power she's like no i want to start it all over my own game
2: nice like, that's so all sweet right, here you go yeah. so she played she for doing? the next
1: like half hour she hasn't played since that day i mean that was three or four days ago sure, but, but yeah. she played for like a half hour probably you got through the whole like the beginning rhino mission where you're going through the mall yeah. and everything because she didn't do any of the combat when i played it she just like swung around and watched the cutscenes. but now this time she's actually doing all the combat herself which is impressive nice, nice. Very nice. So it's fun to see her kind of get sucked into. And she loves, I mean, Miles Morales from Spider-Man into right, the Spider-Verse. Of and so that whole thing. And John, our um, foster son who left a year ago, was super into Miles Morales. Had like the Miles suit oh, and everything goodness. he'd wear all the time. And Olivia has the Gwen yeah. suit. <laughs> so they are very, very deep into the, the Spider-Verse. And so the yeah. fact that this one is not just Peter Parker, who they don't really know very well. Yeah. This is the Miles. Funny. Yeah. That's
0: funny. Wow. Yeah,
1: and this is Miles, and so they're so into it. So it's cool to see them get sucked into a world like that. Because we haven't really got them sucked into. I feel like it's still a little young for Harry Potter, right. and I'm not sure what the consensus is on that yet. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Do you want to get them into that or?
1: We tr- we tried Chronicles, and even before deconstructing religion stuff, they they weren't into it. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like, Nah, not. I'm out on Aslan. So
2: yeah, it's not a subtle story, as it turns out.
1: Yeah. Oh, you you uh, threw up on Instagram today a question of like, what, like, screw your Zodiac sign. Yeah. What mythological world were you sucked into or which, which one did you wish you could escape into as yeah. a kid? And so I'm trying to like, not pick for the kids, basically pick for the kids. They're seven, six, and three. Yeah. I do have to pick. But like, which, like, two or three to give them the option of... What
2: world are you going to help them immerse themselves in?
1: Yeah. yeah, Lord of the Rings and Chronicles, are bo- or Narnia, I guess, are pretty problematic,
0: so... Sure. I, I recommend Gravity Falls. Oh, Gravity Falls. You have is, mentioned this to me before. Okay, Wait, you haven't Remember, watched Gravity Falls? Still no, awesome. I have we're not. We're uh, on we'll our third watch-through right
2: now. Yeah, uh, I've watched wow. through that so many times.
0: And it's the same people who did Mitchell's vs. Machines, plus oh, Matt Chapman, who also made Homestar Runner... Plus yeah. oh. Justin Roiland who created Rick and Morty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, It's, it's all of them. This okay. Is, by the way, have it's either uh, of you amazing?
2: Have you either of you watched summer camp Island? No, never heard of it. Summer camp Island is absolutely delightful. Um, it's about, um, kids at a summer camp that is run by like witches and monsters um and it is extremely cute it was i think last summer they had a marathon of it on i think it's on like one of the nickelodeon channels um and i was sick and i was like yeah sure i'll sit and watch this and i watched it through and i was like oh oh my god i love this so very much and so then i just watched it through again like (laughs) like where it was like a weekend of like Summer 85 episodes at the time there were not 85 episodes of this but, wow um but they're short too like i think they're cool. it's like the the double thing like when you're watching rugrats or whatever um right, right it's right. very sweet um very cute all about acceptance and nice yeah, fun stuff so i think you and your children might enjoy it as well
1: sweet okay we will, we'll check those out yeah so um, at first, I thought you were trying to sell us on uh, The Amusement Park. Ah! Um, no. <laughs> Summer Camp Island Amusement Park. I was like, I just heard a review of that <laughs> from you. And I will not be watching will that. I not be watching children. The
2: Amusement Park. Just the, cool. the worst 54 minutes of your life. Wait, check out.
1: Uh, yeah, check out last week's Joag if you want to hear about that. Fifty-four. Yeah. It's on Shudder.
2: Oh, God. George Romero's The Amusement George Park. George Romero, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: because it's, it's old school, right? Yeah, it's
2: from, like, 1973, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just misery. It just makes Sweet. you so, you're like, dear God, I hope I never get old. Sweet.
0: Yeah.
2: Good times. Good times.
0: So, uh, next month's game is Umurangi Generation. This is kind yes. of like uh, Pokemon Snap, except made by indigenous developers and about climate change. Uh, also, mm-hmm. it's cyberpunk. <laughs> um, and I've heard it's really, really fun to play. Really exciting. Um, the, the title Umurangi looks awesome. is uh, red sky and refers to just kind of the climate changing and a generation who only knows a red sky. And so, yeah, it looks really, really good. And now it's out for switch finally. Surprise. So Sweet. the rest of y'all can play it. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I already bought it. I'm gonna go play it on the plane. Why not I go visit Ben? It'll
2: be good!
0: Yay! It looks
1: so cool, and we need to thank our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. We uh, we were able to get a new one. We roped another one in this week. Noel Woo. Kirkpatrick, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Noel. Uh, Noel You're the best. Well, now, Noel. yeah, seriously, Noel will be getting episodes a week early with our other Patreon supporters. So thank you so much, and then of course, thank you to David Botluck, our Patreon uh, podcast producer. Thank you so much, David. Uh, I need to order some more. I know.
2: Of I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, I need to order
1: <laughs> some more it's of those It's been too cookies. long. It's been like
2: two months. I need yeah, more brownies. i right. to <laughs> <laughs> get the fix, man. Yeah, those are yeah, so those good.
1: Those are good. Oh, my gosh. So thank you, David, and to his wife. Man, those were good. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us. You can find us on our website at menoflowmoralfiber.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and you can email us at momfpod at gmail.com. That's M-O-L-M-M-P-O-D at gmail.com. Our Patreon, by the way, is patreon.com slash M O L M F as always I have been Ben
0: I will be Jason Yep
1: <laughs> I am a mighty pirate Hey check out the shovel I found <laughs>